Hey friends, thanks for joining us on the Changed Movement podcast. For more resources, visit changedmovement.com or follow us on Instagram. Let's get started. This morning, we're joined by our good friend, Jeffrey McCall of Freedom March and For Such a Time Ministries. So we were just reminiscing. We were like, was it three years ago at Freedom March in DC that we met? And then we realized it was just two. And it so much has happened over these past two years. Like, for all for all of us. Oh yeah. Um, and I love the, you know, Luis was the one who kind of notified us early about the Freedom March in DC. And like the day before the event, Ken and I, at first we were like, we don't know, what are those guys doing? We don't know who they are. What if we got, you know, whatever. And then the day before, Ken and I both were visited by the Lord in the night, basically. And we woke up early in the morning and I remember texting him at, at least by seven saying, I've got to go to this. <laughs> and Ken was oh, yeah. like, he was in the process of texting me saying, I've got to go. And so yeah. like that was Friday, Thursday, I guess. So we bought our tickets Thursday, flew out Friday. I think you did a red eye flight even. Oh yeah. So that we could be there on Saturday. It was such uh-huh. a privilege to be there. And, and you were so gracious. You honored us so well. Thank you so much let us talk and you didn't really know who we were and i'll never forget it you said would you so would you guys like to open it up and i'm like the first ever freedom march <laughs> like are you kidding me i had the only reason i ever questioned it is because i had an impression that it was that it was like pro lgbt yeah. so i didn't consider going but then when i found out what it was it's like we were like the first we were we were we opted in right away you are like but, we're on that yeah, we were on it. It's amazing. I'm so glad y'all got to be there. What a connection the Lord established that day. That's totally. For, sure. for so many people, right? Yes. Well, we love we you did. so much, Jeffrey. We are this knit in Jeffrey heart with McCall. you and Freedom March. This is Jeffrey McCall, leader of the Freedom March. We didn't figure that out yet. And hey, everybody. He's our special guest today. So glad to have you, man. Thank well, you. So we've been asking everyone to start kind of with a brief testimony like what's your story uh, you know a little of your story and then what else do you want to talk about <laughs> what's on your mind what's God speaking to you in this season and then you know what can you talk what can you share with the changed Facebook community that you think would be meaningful so take it away Jeffrey yeah so a brief synopsis of my testimony is just basically um, from 12 years old to 29 I lived in Um, My life is my identity um, as homosexual. From 27 to 29, I moved into an identity of being transgender. I was seeing doctors and psychologists, psychiatrists, everyone um, being diagnosed with gender dysphoria and about to begin my life uh, fully living as a woman. I began living as a woman, but I wanted to have surgeries and transition. And in the midst of all this part of my life, I went by the name of Scarlett. Um, I was at my apartment alone one night and I had an encounter with God, and I basically just cried out to God and said, I think I've met people that really live for you, and I said, I'll never forget how I said it. I said, I know it's not about going to church on Sunday. I said, I've met people that something in them changed, like they have joy and peace and love and all these things, and the last thing I said to God was, will I ever live for you, and I was laying on my bed. I was crying. I was saying this out of my mouth. I was saying this out loud and um, had thoughts racing and all that. But after I said, will I ever live for you? The last thing I said, 
um, a peace and a stillness came in my mind and I heard God for the first time. All my thoughts went silent and I heard God speak and it just ran across my mind. He said, yes, you will live for me. And that was the beginning of a seed of hope. And months later, I was water baptized and months later filled with the Holy Spirit. And um, the Lord told me to make a video and cut all my ties with the past. And I did. And I told people what I felt about the lifestyle and that I no longer wanted to be a part of it myself, that I was leaving um, that identity to follow Jesus Christ. And that's how my story started. And that's what I'm doing now is doing what he told me after all that. He told me to go out and share. And so I did. How did you get, how did Freedom March come about? Freedom March came about because the Lord told me to share my testimony and all these platforms were opening and all these different things. But I really always knew there's so many people with um, testimonies of, of leaving the LGBTQ identity. And so I just decided to gather them. I knew that a lot of churches kind of push those testimonies to the back burner sometimes and um, they don't want to offend people or make people uncomfortable, but I knew that we had to make a bold stand, and I knew that the Lord was transitioning things spiritually in this country, and so I decided to have a place where they, the platform would be theirs. It would be their event where they, those uh, people could specifically share their stories, and not only did I want them to share their stories, I wanted to march in the streets of Washington, D.C., which we did at the first Freedom March on May 5th, 2018. And the Lord just gave me the scripture in Colossians on my heart that it says the Lord made a public spectacle of the enemy. And I didn't want it to be at a conference or behind a church wall. I wanted it to be out in the city in the open. And just as Jesus went through Jerusalem, and that's what the scripture is talking about, where he made a public spectacle of the enemy. The Lord led on my heart to do it publicly. Amen. Like, I mean, I've, I had a, I've had a dream of getting thousands of people together you know of course i have a a little bit of a history with lou engel and j-hop and the call and so i've been to several calls and so i've, I've always had this dream of getting thousands of us together and so when we when and ken then i shared it with ken and i don't know i think probably ken also had shared that idea and it's been something something in our hearts for years and then you know what you're saying, I think I've talked to so many people who have this idea of we've got to get out there and be seen and on a large scale. Okay. And I mean, I've, I love talking to intercessors who've been, been praying for the LGBT community for a decade or more who say, I've seen stadium events. Like I've seen large gatherings of people where you are, um, LGBT people are leaving the lifestyle and coming to Christ. And so, I mean, what, I, I mean, yeah. so I your mean, vision and putting feet to it is just so powerful. And for, just so you know, like for me, Jeffrey, like when, when Elizabeth shared that vision with me, I don't, it was probably, it was at least four, maybe five years ago that you shared that Elizabeth. And mm -hmm. immediately it was, if I became pregnant with something mm -hmm. like I, I, it was something I could not remove from myself. I was like, oh my gosh, that is what has to be done. Like we have to gather, we have to gather hundreds of people on the mall in Washington. Like it was that specific once gay people on the mall in Washington. And I, I knew that that is what we had to do. And I was not gonna let anybody talk me out of it, period. It was my biggest dream. And then Louise, 
messages me and invites me to it, but I didn't know Luis and I thought it was pro LGBT. And then the, the three days before we find out, no, this is exactly our dream. And so we fly <laughs> out there. And <laughs> yeah. Really, but, tell, but tell us from your perspective. The, the seed of that, like the seed of that idea was behind the Sacramento event, really. And so it was yeah. our event in Sacramento and yours in Washington, D.C. just nearly overlapped. It was yeah. pretty profound how the Lord just kind of coalesced in that same season. Like our event was June 12th and yours was, do you remember the day, like the 20th or so of May? Uh, our the first one we had was May fifth, and then y'all's was in oh, June, so they were like mm -hmm. months yeah, back. Yeah, very back. close. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. So answer your question, Ken, from your perspective on drawing people together. Wait, I didn't understand. You said again. Oh, you had you had posed a question. Well, okay, it's already passed. <laughs> it's like sorry. You know, one of the things you said earlier that really captivated me was you you saw that the landscape of Christianity in America or that churches in America were going to change. Um, now, that's a real deep passion for me. So I, tell me, what, what do you mean by that? What do you see happening in Christianity across America? Yes, so the Lord, um, it was about a year ago now, it was last spring, um, I was driving in my car and I was going somewhere through the little town in Georgia where I live. And I don't even remember praying. I don't remember um, really pressing into the Lord. I was just on the drive. And I think I was listening to music or something. And all of a sudden, the Lord spoke to me and it hit me. It hit so hard. It felt like it, felt like it was hitting my stomach and my spirit. And I heard these words so crystal clear. I, I, I could never confuse them. He said, the days of not standing up for righteousness are over and he didn't say it in a in a he didn't say it in an angry way or just a frustrated or fed up type way he just said it so stern so clear and as i'm sitting there and like i said it felt like it hit me in the stomach after i was heard that i immediately also was revealed by him to me that he was not talking about the world he was talking about the church and those words for the past year have just rung in my mind the days of not standing up for righteousness are over and i just knew that the lord is going to have his way on this he people that are going to stand in the way in the body of christ and not want to speak up or stand up for righteousness will be removed out of the way you know, I'm not saying anything bad or crazy, like they're not saved anymore, any of those things. But the Lord showed me clear, like things and people are going to be moved out of the way. And he is going to have his way of what he's wanting to do for standing up and speaking up for righteousness in this country. I, I don't know about other countries. This is what the Lord showed me for the United States of America. So it's a big change coming <laughs> for sure. I, I have to say, I totally agree. I think we're revisiting holiness we're, we're revisiting what it means what god's holiness is and and how to respond to his pure love what is the appropriate the thing is righteousness you may have many different definitions but it really comes down to the appropriate response of love for an all holy god 
And, yes. and so, you know, walking before God is what the Lord has been talking to me about. Like, what does it mean to walk before a holy God? And so that's exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, among the things that you've been doing over the last couple of years is traveling and speaking with all these incredible leaders and being in the media and lots of interviews, like your world really blew up and you were given so much favor. Talk about what, what has that been like for you? What are the pressures of it? And what are the, what's the fruit of what you're doing? Well, uh, I guess I'll touch on the pressures first. Um, I always knew from the beginning when I first started following the Lord, the Lord had already given me a word from a man from Ireland who was at a church service. He's from Ireland. He doesn't know me. I don't know him. And he told me at the end of a long word, right near the beginning of my walk, that platforms would open for me quickly. It wouldn't take long. That was actually one of the last things he said. And he walked off to the next person he was praying for. And it was like the Lord prepared me from the beginning of what he was going to do with these, with, with these doors opening because he wanted me to share about this topic and go public with it. So I always kind of knew it was there, but definitely the walk with it, um, at times has been very hard. Yeah. Um, there's times where I felt like I was literally crushed and not by other people or other things. Just, I felt like, um, the Lord just crushing me, um, to be more selfless and to be more in tune with what he's doing and what he wants to do. Um, also there's a different dynamic to being in the public eye because, um, I can't, I'm not someone that can just like have my relationship with the Lord, go to church on Sunday. And then like, if I'm going through something, I can just, you know, escape for weeks or, you know, like be behind the scenes with the Lord. Like if I messed up and did something major, like everything I did, there was a public thing coming out um, or that could come out about it. So it also at a very young born again age, <laughs> I had to learn uh, character and responsibility and I still messed up um several times I, I i did things i shouldn't have did or you know said things i shouldn't have said but it was like it just always the lord was preparing me early to just keep building keep building that character and knowing that in and of myself i'm not going to be able to upstand uh, uh or to to press through this pressure alone it was such a reliance on him and there were so many times, honestly, where I just wanted to quit. I was just yeah. like, I can't do this. This is too much. And all the pressure that came along with the public uh, part too, on top of everything else that every Christian goes through. So it was a lot. It was really a lot at times. But I'm actually just entered about the past week or two. I've just entered into the most peaceful um, season, really, in mm -hmm. so long. So um, all that crushing and pressing and working through was definitely worth it. I would never change anything about that. Jeffrey, was that was that initial season when God kind of first, you first really gave your heart to the Lord and got filled with the Spirit and all that, was, was that mostly just you and the Lord time? Or were there a couple of mentors in your life or pastors? Or what did, what did that look like? And then, yeah, yeah, what did that look like? So my experience was a little different. I know a lot of people have like um, a pastor they go to and mentors near the beginning, but my pastor is Jensen Franklin. That's where I'm a member at, at church. And that's where I first started going back into church. Um, so I didn't have that one-on-one -on -one connection with like my pastor yeah. because he's all over the place. And I um, 
honestly, when I tell people about my life on the Lord, it was a lot of alone time. I literally had no teacher but the Holy Spirit. I remember when I first Mm -hmm. got born again in August 16th of 2016, I just was alone with the Lord. Like basically, I didn't even have friends till about about the summer or fall of the next year, 2017. So Uh I remember I just dived in the word. Like, Uh and honestly, to be honest, I didn't need anyone as a Uh person coming in. The Lord later brought Christian friends and Christian Uh fatherly like mentors into my life, really like 2018, 19, a lot more. He did not bring that to me at the beginning. And I'm not suggesting anyone else do it that way. I'm suggesting Uh you do it how the Lord leads, but that's how he did it with me. I think that because I grew up in church, he had so many things in my mind that he Uh wanted to correct and he wanted to rip out and he didn't want other people's foundations that have been put in my life and so that first year I was literally just like I was working at a huddle house as a waiter and I would literally go to work come home and watch preaching teaching bible Mm -hmm. worship like that was my life mentored by YouTube right yeah yes I was alone a lot like so it was just a lot of time with the Lord but I one thing I noticed though the difference and um, really being filled with the Holy Spirit and not was once I was filled with the Holy Spirit, the Bible was so alive and active to me. It wasn't like a book anymore. And that's yeah. when I fell in love with the word. And that's wow. when I just spent hours reading the word. I wanted to know what was going on. I wanted to read it for myself. And so the Lord kind of stripped everything away and built his foundation, which I'm so glad he did. Wow. That's so beautiful. That, and that, that's very similar to what happened to me, too. I wasn't yeah. getting a call for ministry at the same time, though. I don't know how in the world you manage that. But <laughs> um, although I did get, that's, that's, I didn't have a vision for a ministry, but I immediately yeah. got activated to where I wanted to set every, I was like, oh my gosh, no, God's really real. He's really present and he can do deliverance. He can do, he, and it's like, I would grab, you know, anybody I could find to try to, you know, share the same message. But it was, it was very much just me and the Lord for a whole season of time. And I was just constantly, reading scripture to find out how to navigate my life, to find out what God was going to do for me. You know, uh, it was as if my life depended on it because it felt like it did. Um, but, and then it switched into like other people being involved later. I was just curious if it was the same for you. It sounds like it was. It, you know, it also sounds like, I mean, something I'd say that most of us share who have walked out of the life is this, um, this acknowledgement of God's, incredible purity beauty love other than holiness that has meant that it it we definitely need some kind of revamp here with this awareness that god is going to have to do a real big overhaul in order to be in communion with him but the awareness that nothing in life is as important as getting to that place of fellowship with god like LGBT doesn't, it pales in comparison to the fellowship that I have with God. And so the admixture of anything from the past with finding this place of communion with God starts to fade. You become obsessed, if you will, or passionate, so deeply passionate to just, is this in the way? Okay, I cut it off. Whatever I need to do, I will do to get to you. That's, um, I've seen that in so many people who have left LGBT. And I, it makes me, honestly, it makes me trust some of us in a different way. We've seen God 
in a different way than a lot of people who have just, um, who have not had to fight for and surrender for their relationship with God. Well, yeah, so no, I love, I love what you're saying because I, I was just talking about this recently. Like if I, if I didn't have that intimate, uh, uh, fiery love with the Lord, that passionate, intimate knowing him, I, I would have went back. Sure. I told someone that the other day, like, like what you're saying, Elizabeth, and we've talked about this, I think before, like the people that we've experienced come out of the LGBTQ, they have these radical salvations and experiences with God and all these things and just an intimacy with him because they literally had to surrender so many things, even who they thought they were, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, if you don't have that, that deep, intimate relationship, if, if I would have just been, um, let's say religious and it would have just been an experience to try to be a better person or like force myself to just be really good, Jeffrey, and don't do bad stuff like, and just go to church on Sunday, it wouldn't have worked. I would have went back actually a long time ago, but mm -hmm. every time that it's been a trial or test or a pressing or a pressing or a crushing, it's been what you talked about that deep encounter with the Lord, that that intimacy with him and knowing him and he is most important above all that has kept me going. I mean, I feel like the, at the heart of what God is doing across the world is this announcement, God is alive. And he's using the most radical, the most um, unacceptable or provocative testimony in order to declare it. Like we have the most unlikely and unreasonable testimony to say, we did this all because we know God is alive. God is real. Um, it's not about homosexuality is sin. It's, it's about the revelation that Jesus is alive. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, so we're getting up on the 30 minute mark. And so I wondered if you could just minister to our community a little bit here, like what, what words of encouragement or what's on your heart or in your mind to, to kind of, um, impart to to us and then I'd love it if you kind of transition into some prayer for us and pray over the community and Ken, <laughs> do you have anything else that you wanted to interject before no I well the, well the yeah actually the one the one thing I think is cool is just how God connected you to others like you like mm -hmm. can you say a little bit about what that looked like for you to all of a sudden you know, find all these people who were really marching to the same drum drum beat, but you didn't know them. Yeah. So MJ Nixon had be, had asked me to be in her documentary. Here's my yeah. heart, and that's when I kind of met those other eleven people. I was the twelfth one. I was actually the last one. Um, and from there, it built like this 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 core little unit group, and then it spread out into meeting other people. So she, MJ Nixon was a huge part of bringing in the other people that built that base that eventually spanned out into so many people that's now the Freedom Family. So it was really cool um, getting to interact. One thing I never, I never thought about with the Freedom March because the Lord showed me this uh, ministry would grow and do amazing things and things like that. One thing he didn't necessarily show me and I never picked up on is the family that it's built. They literally... Um, will call themselves like freedom family. And it's just, um, I never saw that. I never, I never thought, I guess, a lot about that part of it. And like, there's so many of us meeting in Savannah next week and just going to be together and fellowship and minister and stuff. And it's just like, it's really cool to see the family part that it built. And so going back to what you're saying about meeting the other people, like, 
it's so amazing seeing them like hang out. I'll see pictures of people on Facebook that met at freedom marches and they'll te be texting each other and helping each other through hard times and encouraging each other and just being family. So seeing people of the same like-mindedness that went through the same things, it's just such a connection for everyone to have. That's really important. I believe. Yeah. And from, be from having been at most of the freedom marches myself, it's like, it feels like family. It, it is family, you know? Um, so I love that God, God did that for you um, without your even, you know, he just started building that. Um, and was it, was it your sharing of your testimony on social media is how MJ found you? Yes, uh, I was actually had my testimony written up by a pastor in Tennessee who shared it on his website. Mm -hmm. And um, it was months and months and months uh, earlier that this had happened. And all of a sudden, it came near the it was like in the spring when that happened in the fall one day, I just was like, I really felt the Lord put on my heart, share that share your testimony that written article share it like today again. And I'm like, Lord, I've shared it so many times. I was just like, but you know, like speak to me, show me if you're really like wanting me to do this. And he just, he was pressing on my heart that day to share it. And so I shared it and MJ actually saw it from yeah. online and that they actually had, they already had their 12 people for the documentary and they had already filmed all 12. Um, <laughs> and the last person, the 12th person, um, they wouldn't sign the release form. They um, changed their mind and didn't want to be in the documentary. Yeah. And so literally MJ had filmed all 12 and done with it. And I shared my documentary and that other person had not wanted to be a part of it. And so literally I was the 12th person brought in um, because the other person didn't want to be a part of it. So then that's how I got into it. And that's how the whole connection happened. Wow. So, so fun. The Lord, so your obedience to do what the Lord prompted you to do ended up creating a whole cascade of events that would turn into this amazing ministry, a family internationally and to something that even ministers back to you. I just think that's super cool. So yeah. anyway, that's all I wanted to add. That's beautiful. Awesome. So any last thoughts, Jeffrey? Yeah. I just want to tell people, um, cause I know that this group is a, a lot about people that have already left the lifestyle and, really um, beginning or are already in their journey. And I just want, I just heard the Lord um, two words earlier, just saying encouragement and refreshment. I really believe we're moving into a time of just peace. Um, we've had a lot of rest during all this going on. A lot of us have been home, but I really feel the Lord um, is saying not just a physical rest, but there's an, a refreshing and encouragement um, that he's wanting to bring to a lot of us this summer. And I even hear him saying now, uh, 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 revival in our hearts, uh, a refreshing, re reviving. There's just things he's wanting to refresh and encourage and do. And so I just hope that everyone just um, receive that word and, and let that seed grow in them, that there's just a, a reviving and a refreshing and an encouragement. I truly feel the Lord is wanting to bring to all of us who have a lot of us have walked through a lot of things. I know there's so many people on change group when I hear their testimony and what they're doing, it is so amazing. Um, all these people that have left this identity to follow Jesus. It's just, there's been a lot of striving and struggling a lot of times. I know that I've dealt with that too, but I really, really feel, and, and I believe the Lord um, is going to uh, confirm this to many people. There is a deep encouragement and refreshing and reviving coming. So I just wanted to share that with people. Well, that's Amen. awesome. I received that. Um, <laughs> um, 
Ken, do you have anything last to add? I think let's just let's just pray for for uh, for anybody that's watching. You want to you want to pray, Jeffrey? Just release that yeah. fire that God put in you on everybody that's watching. Yes. So, Father, uh, first and foremost, you are holy, Father. You are holy, holy Lord. And you said that we could come boldly to your throne of grace by the blood of Jesus. So we just honor, we honor today the blood of Jesus. We will not trample it underfoot, but we will honor it. You paid the ultimate price, Jesus, and remind us, refresh us, encourage us that it is paid and done through you. And that you say we are saved by our faith. So I just thank you, Father, for just an infilling of faith, but also the gift of faith. The gift of faith. Fill us with that gift of faith. Fill us with your love, for all things have to be wrapped and bound in your love, or they are useless. Father, I just thank you for this encouragement and refreshing you're pouring out on these people that have left this identity to follow you, Lord. And I, and I sense the Lord saying, he knows the cost. He knows the things you lost. He knows the people, the relationships, the things you have left. He knows what you did for him, and it will not go unrewarded. It will not go unrewarded. There are things in heaven that no moth or rust can even touch or destroy. Treasures and things that he has blessed you with that you, your mind cannot fathom. So I thank you for that encouragement and refreshing today. Father, I also ask for anyone that will see this video later or shared or whatever that is in the lifestyle, Father. I, I just ask that you show them who they are to you, that they are worth more than rubies and gold and diamonds, that they were worth your blood, and that you offer them resurrection life through Jesus Christ to be with you forever and ever, for eternity. Father, I also thank you. Um, the last thing I'm sensing from the Lord is to pray over everyone that they would have a boldness and a courage, especially um, our uh, changed movement family. I just sense the Lord saying just a, a new boldness and courage, a new courage and boldness. Fill them, Father, with a boldness and a courage to speak up and speak out. The enemy wants to silence our voice principalities and demonic realms want to silence our voice but you have given us free will you have given us a, a free will that we can choose to speak up so i thank you father the same boldness and courage and grace and mercy and everything you poured on me to do this that other people are going to rise up and speak and be vessels of your glory and your honor I just ask all of this in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I thank you, Father, for your love. Fill us with your love. Fill us with your faith. Also fill us with mercy and compassion. For you have given us the ministry of reconciliation. And you did not come into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world. Let us honor your sacrifice. Let us walk this out. Help us to finish our race. Give us that grace real grace. In the book of Titus, it says grace allows you to deny ungodliness. Thank you, Father, for that grace, and thank you for your mercy for when we've messed up, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We love you so much, man.
appreciate you. We always are championing you. I Got love y'all so much. I can't wait to see y'all. Hopefully in Atlanta in October is probably our next one. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, Jeffrey, I, I, you're so special and I'm very, I, I keep thinking, what can I say that would really adequately relay to you how, how thankful we are for you and honestly how proud we are of you. Like Kenny and I have spent a lot of time praying over you in Freedom March and, you. and, you know, asking that the Lord would build you guys up and protect you and, and create avenues of favor for you. And, and so we, we continue to pray that, that you would be protected, that you would find that your, your heart is full, that as you walk this ministry calling out, that your own heart is being healed, that all of the hidden areas are, are really being cared for and generously um, reconstructed by the Lord. And so, you know, I just sense that there's a pastoral call on your life that's coming into, into view. And so I, I just bless you in, in your relationships and how that's coming together because I don't think you get enough time preaching. And so, um, you know, the, you're more than just the, the call out of the lifestyle, like yeah. your vision. And so um, we bless you. We love you so much. Thanks for joining us today. And um, people can find you and Freedom March. So find you at, do you, is your, do you have a website yet? Yeah. So um, my website is the number four. So it's the number symbol for the number four. And then suchatime.org. Um, you can always write me on Facebook on Freedom March page or on Jeffrey McCall's page. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. Well, we bless you. We love you tons. Love Thanks you so for much. joining us. Love y'all. Thank y'all for having me. Bye everyone. Thanks for listening. We're glad you joined us. For more content, visit changedmovement.com and follow us on social media. And remember, changed is possible.